about the CW's Riverdale that is hunting you for sport in the woods. I'm Alex. And boy, do we have a dark tale for you tonight where a hero, the true hero of Riverdale, (laughs) finally steps forward and reveals himself. (laughs) I'm Justin. (laughs) I'm Pete. And as mentioned, you're listening to Riverdale After Dark. We're talking about the season three finale of Riverdale, chapter 57, just like Hines. It's doing fine. (laughs) Survive the night. It's all come down to this. The, I mean, granted of the three, but the craziest season of Riverdale so far. I don't yes. know about you guys. I think I have driven myself insane with theories over the course of this season. I was glad to see we were completely wrong and off about many, many things. But we glanced on some stuff. Yeah, we touched on a we couple touched of things. We some touched stuff. on a few things. Uh, we got a little bit close, but mostly we're totally wrong. Yes. All right, here we go. Big time recap. A lot of stuff leading up to this episode, but oh really there are two chains you need to know about. The first thing. Two that, chains. Two chains. The first thing you need to know about is that there is an organization called The Farm, it is an evil cult led by a dude named Edgar Evernever, who is harvesting people's organs. That's why it's called The Farm, because they're farming organs. Yeah, it made total sense. Yes. From the beginning, they're farming organs, like most farms. <laughs> I actually, animals, I went to bags apple of, picking. Bags of organs. I went to apple picking in a farm, and they took uh, both of my kidneys, so yeah, it made sense to me. That's how you pay, for yeah. good apples. I got some good apples. There you go. I can't drink anymore. I act, I <laughs> often bob for kidneys. Just oh, eliminate the middleman. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> Take out the middle man. Yeah. That's the, it was your farm. Yeah, that's 100% right. Thank you oh, for man. stopping by. Thank well, anyway, so there's the organization called The Farm. They have encompassed about half of Riverdale, uh, most, a lot of the main characters, including Alice Cooper was one of the first people to sign up for The Farm. Uh, she had lost her son, Charles Smith, back when she was a kid uh, and claimed to be seeing him again through The Farm. Also included in the farm, uh, Betty Cooper stayed in there to hide from her father, Hal Cooper, who's a serial killer named the Black Hood, who had cut off his hand and gotten a hook for a hand and was chasing her around. Allegedly. We didn't know what was Allegedly. We're not quite sure. We didn't know what was happening with that dude. Yeah. Because who cuts off their own hand? Dude, it was super clear. The creepy morgue guy told us. Well, as we talked about on our Patreon Slack, it was a classic direct. Yeah, exactly. Not a classic misdirect, but a, a, classic, a direct. It was a classic regular herring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Hal Cooper's Black Hood uh, cut off his hand, uh, chasing her around with a hook. We didn't know exactly why heading into this episode. So she was hiding out of the farm where she discovered the whole organ harvesting thing, got captured by Edgar Evernever, and was left on his operating table when we last left her. Other folks you probably know in the farm, Cheryl Blossom gave the time for her girlfriend, Tony Topaz, 
has to escape from the farm at potentially the cost of her own life, yeah. uh, stayed inside of the farm in a very romantic moment. Also, there are Kevin Keller and Fangs, who are usually busy kicking around the old hacky sack. Yep, that's um, a <laughs> big reveal. But, uh, uh, the chilling uh, reveal of Kevin and They Fangs. are also very into the farm uh, to the point where Kevin gave up one of his kidneys uh, to be in the farm. Uh, and Polly Cooper, who doesn't actually show up this episode, but Polly, Oddly. Uh, very strangely. Uh, but Polly Cooper is also a part of the farm. And in fact, she was masquerading as Betty Cooper in a hypnotized vision that Edgar caused in order to... Uh, do some, I guess he was calling it therapy. The Which is tricking is. Betty into believing in the farm. Right, you exactly. can't fool Betty, man. Yes. yes. Uh, and also we should mention that Cheryl got into the farm because she was seeing her brother Jason Blossom. Now, last episode, Jughead Jones, who's been tracking down the other mystery, which is the Gargoyle King, an enormous stick monster who runs a role-playing game called Griffins and Gargoyles that's super evil, found out from Ethel Muggs that the Gargoyle King is Jason Blossom, which seems impossible because Jason Blossom was killed in the very first episode of Riverdale to the point where Jughead Jones went and dug up the coffin of Jason Blossom only to find it at the end of last episode completely empty. That's pretty messed up. No bones. Who has the time to go grave digging? Yeah, the only person who got their bones this episode was Archie. That's true. Wait, no, he still doesn't have his bones. No, he never got his bones. he never got his bones. Nobody got any bones. No one got any bones. No bones. Uh, where were we? Okay, so that's Griffins and Gargoyles. Uh, also, we should mention that there was a previous Gargoyle King. We don't know, we still don't exactly know who the Gargoyle King is going into this episode, though the suspicion is somehow it's Jason Blossom. Uh, there was another Gargoyle, Gargoyle King back in 1992 in the days of the Midnight Club, which was, as far as we know, the first Griffins and Gargoyles game that happened in Riverdale. Most of the parents' generation played it, and somebody, specifically Principal Featherhead died when he drank out of a poison chalice because he wandered into the girls' room, saw some drinks there, and decided to partake as one does. Don't wander into the girls' room, principals. Yeah. A. Yeah. B. If you see some cups full of juice there, don't Let just drink be. them. Don't drink them. Let them be. Yeah. So uh, that's another, another little mystery that's been going on there. Uh, and oh, we should jump over to Veronica and Archie. Now, Archie has been running a boxing club. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And Veronica put her father, Hiram, away in jail last episode. Yeah. So Tricked they were him. finally triumphant. Uh, they finally beat Hiram, threw him in jail, and we never saw or heard from him ever again. Nope. You wish. And he rested in peace in his own jail that he built. Yes. <laughs> a couple other characters you probably know about. Uh, Penelope Blossom is Cheryl Blossom's mother. She was revealed earlier this season to be the Red Dahlia. The Red Dahlia, not the Black Dahlia, Red. right? Yeah, Red. Black Dahlia is the real life one. Red yep. Dahlia is the Riverdale yeah, one. Yeah, don't talk about that one. Yeah, no, that one's actually bad. Yeah. Uh, the Red Dahlia who killed men for fun. Betty was a little uncomfortable with that, but also kind of cool with it. She had an affair with Hal Cooper last season and running through this season where he was Hannibal lecturing it up in a jail. Mm. So they have a little bit of connection there. She also ran a club called the Maple Club, which is a BDSM club, uh, and a Maple Club matchbook was found in the mouth of Baby Teeth, one of the boxers at Archie's gym, who formerly was a con at the prison that Archie was in when he uh, was sent there erroneously for murder. Then he escaped, got killed by a bear, came back to life, and uh, yeah, that's all kind of you need to And know importantly, about ironically, Baby Teeth had regular-sized teeth. Yeah. 
which was a big reveal a couple episodes back. That was huge. And it definitely comes back this episode, so hold yeah, on where, to as we notice, everyone has regular-sized teeth. Right. Everybody, it was crazy to me, I mean, not to jump right to the plot, but it was crazy to me that they spent 10 solid minutes where everybody just kept flashing their teeth at each other. Yeah. That's, like, called, smi- that's called smiling, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> not familiar, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. You should check it out. It's nice. <laughs> Other people no, do it's it. Overrated. It's overrated. Over, over to Frown Town for me. That's what I always say. <laughs> um, FP is Jughead's dad. He is the sheriff, even though he is a criminal, was a criminal for a long time. Sure. Uh, Not actually important for this episode, though. Uh, that comes up a little bit. Sure. It's funny how the Jones storyline really wasn't part of this. Right. Uh, also, we should mention there's a couple of gangs in town. There's the Southside Serpents, who are led by Jughead Jones. Uh, they have been kind of warring, kind of teaming up with the Pretty Poisons, which is an all-girl gang, which is either, depending on who you ask, led by Cheryl Blossom or Tony Topaz, uh, and Cheryl has been training them as archers. Yep. Uh, and there's a third gang called the Gargoyle Gang, who work for the Gargoyle King. They wear gargoyle masks, and they're bad. Uh, we should also mention mention a character named Chick, uh, one of the more important. <laughs> oh, characters. sure, the uh, hero of Riverdale. The true hero of Riverdale. Don't you start with we, this shit. Uh, we lost. T- he had been pretending, masquerading to be um, Betty's brother, uh, who had, they had lost Charles and had uh, ran out of uh, into the forest and we be assumed, chased by the gargoyle no, or by the black black hood. hood. Yeah. We assumed black hood killed him, but he didn't. Yes. Uh, in, one, in fact, uh, just to mention, nobody assumed he killed him. Yeah, nobody did that. De- yeah. Definitely not Alex and I. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> we've been saying his name like a chant Every too much, fucking too much show. Uh, uh, but well, I, it really paid I off. I think finally. we learned a lesson, Pete, about believing your friends. Yeah, on that specific point, and not the other ones that we said. Sure, I think that's probably enough recap. I'm sure we'll get into more. Just one more thing. Uh, yeah. Veronica uh, is with was with Reggie at the end of last uh, sure. episode, and Archie was sad about that. And Betty is for some reason with Jughead. Uh, Stop that! Right. 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 Together, right. man. Come on! <laughs> at the beginning of this oh, episode, you're an Don't worry, she's without him by the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, true, true, <laughs> uh, true fact. Oh boy! Uh, shall we kick into this? Yes, uh, let's get into it. So much to talk about. That's the precap and the recap. Now let's do the second recap, which <laughs> is the episode. Boy, what fun this was. Uh, we kick it <laughs> off with Tony and uh, Mrs. Blossom, uh, Penelope Blossom, and yeah. there. It seems like she's fine. She's a friend. Mrs. Yeah. Pen- oh, really? You think she was a friend? Yeah. I just want to mention, I like how quickly we got to it this episode. Me too. They did just not waste a lot of time. We didn't have to wait so 30 minutes for the gargoyle to. reveal or anything no. like that. Uh, but immediately, as you mentioned, we pick up with Tony, who's escaped from the farm. Talking to Penelope is like, ooh, they're doing organ, harvest- organ harvesting. Penelope is like, oh, is that what they're doing? Has drugged Tony's tea. She falls unconscious. Penelope goes to the farm, tells Edgar she does not care about what he's doing at the farm and would like to buy organs in bulk. Oh, yeah, buy. in bulk, and which is very weird. I mean, so that revealed that the farm uh, and the Gargoyle King gang were not connected. Right. Ah, which, very odd. Which is kind of crazy to me. Yes. They were still both using the word ascension. They were both using the word ascension. There's been other indicators throughout the season that maybe they were connected. Plus, they've seemed to be the two overall mysteries. But I think I think what I read from this now, is, and we talked about this on previous podcasts, but the farm has been teased for a while. All the way back to season one, yep. Polly and Jason were heading to the farm for safety. Uh, then in season two, Polly and Alice joined the farm towards the end of the season. So it seems to be that the farm is kind of the uber big bad. It's something that's always going to be behind the scenes, maybe not as prominent as it is mm. this season. Um, but yeah, I, I was certainly surprised there was no connection there, but I think yeah. ultimately that 
that's what's going on. Yeah, I was fine with it, except I thought it was odd that they both used the same terminology for right. their bad deeds. <laughs> There's still a possibility of a connection down the line, right? One thing that Riverdale did very nicely this season is they didn't let anything go to waste. They kept going back to little bits that you thought you'd forgotten here and there. Yeah. So uh, things like last episode, we found out that Betty Cooper supposedly has the serial killer gene. They don't mention it at all this episode. I'm sure that's something that'll come up later on, maybe next season, maybe the season after. Same thing with the farm. I love the moment where Penelope uh, walks in and Edgar's literally about to put a hole in Betty's head. (laughs) And he's just like, oh, I guessed. I'll come back to my uh, murder plan in a second. Yeah. It was really upsetting that instead of Jughead checking in with Betty, he was just, he met with his dad at Pops like, Oh, you know, we got to talk things out. Betty's not answering his phone, her phone. It was just driving me crazy. He should have been going. He should have just gone directly to the farm. Yes. He knew that's where Betty was. Yeah. I don't know. Wasn't she trying to escape, though? And also, he didn't know she was in trouble necessarily. Right. She's sort of undercover. He can't just show up and be like, hey, uh, quick jughead here, mystery solver and uh, crime. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Emotionally, you want to see her, him rescuing her. You want to see him rushing in there and taking her out. But I also understand why, given all season long, they've trusted each other to take care of each other's problems. Right. That he assumed when they last left it, I'm getting this evidence and I'm getting out of there. So he uh, probably assumed, well, I don't know where she is. So I could rush into the farm, end up in trouble myself. But I also think that what you're saying, Betty and Jughead have been so, like, separate. You don't feel, I don't feel the chemistry between them. Oh, fuck you. And I mean this, I mean, I know I uh, am beating the the Barchi drum a lot. But a lot. Uh, I also think, though, that truly in this season, Betty and Jughead check in with each other like coworkers, but you don't see Dude, like. No, when she asked him to prom, it was fucking magical. That was a sweet moment. But in this episode, it feels like Jughead's like, she's dealing with her stuff. I'm dealing with mine. We'll catch Guy, up. There's so much happening. There's no. Sometimes there isn't time. All right. They're busy constantly saving the fucking town of Riverdale from madness. There's so much anarchy going on all the time. They don't always That's have time. That's true. But later in this episode, when Poison is running through Veronica's veins... Close to death, she takes the time to get back together with Archie. <laughs> so, well, but that's also that's very Veronica and Archie. Yeah. Their focus is more relationship based than Betty and Jughead. Yeah, that's, who I think are that's very passion. Are very well, happy you, with each other, very constant with each other. But constant. yeah, constant. But they don't need to have a relationship check in. Like if Jughead pulled Betty aside in the middle of being hunted for their lives and was like. Just real quick, we haven't been together a whole lot this year, and I'm pretty upset about that. I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. Right, it doesn't seem like a very uh, Jughead move to do, but I would also say it, that points to the nature of their relationship. No, I disagree. Dude, because, again, if you're, if you're going to compare it to Archie and Veronica, if that scene had been like Archie and Veronica get back together, they kiss, and then they start having sex on the tree, I'd be like, yeah, that's consistent. That's fine. That's right. what they do. Even though it makes no sense in that moment, that's fine. But Betty and Jughead are very focused on saving everybody, solving the thing, and then when there is downtime, they're there for each other. Oh, yeah. cool. I dare you to say that to a significant person in your life. <laughs> like, hey, I'll be with you when we have downtime. Yeah. Okay, but cool. So that's what you're saying is a normal thing are, to say. That is a normal, healthy... are in agreement with yeah. their relationship 
That's how they it's work. It's a downtime Don't relationship. Don't doubt how they work. They just work. I'm just saying it, it, these, these teenage relationships that we spend all of this time talking about, it feels like they're in a retirement. All I'm saying is check out my new sitcom, <laughs> Downtime, coming to ABC <laughs> this fall. Cool. I can't wait. It sounds hot. <laughs> it's not. Uh, so <laughs> it's not. so um, moving on, uh, this woman at the Maple Club knows Jason. She reveals that she knows Jason Blossom. Right. Yes. So... so we still think it's Jason Blossom at this point. It definitely yeah. seems suspicious if both Ethel, who hasn't necessarily been trustworthy, though personally I do trust her, I think. Oh, uh, that's nice. Mm, thank that's you. Nice. Thank you very much. Uh, this lady independently confirming it certainly seems to point to it, yes, yeah. being Jason Blossom. Um, and then... Uh, so then, um, well, a couple just small scenes. Uh, the Lodge is... Uh, they get all the property. Veronica gets all the property from Hiram. So um, Archie yeah. can have his gym. Everything's going great for them uh, until his mom's like, hey, what is up with your romance? Because it seems <laughs> fucked up. And Archie's like, rain cloud. Yeah, I mean, Molly Ringwald, calm it down. Yeah. There are other things to talk about. She is super into that relationship. She, she, really she just to wants the- her you know, son to, you know, you know, if he really loves somebody, he wants him to go after it, to chase it. Yeah. I, I think if I was Archie's mom, I'd be like, Archie, go back to the hospital right now. You have the shit beat out of you yeah. rather than be like, what's going on with your girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and have you taken the SATs yet, for God's sakes? Yeah. Are you going to high school? What's going on with you? Yeah. Uh, and then we in a very quick turnaround are into the wild sort of a climactic plot of the season. The uh, Archie and the gang get, have gifts. Um, they check them out. And all of a sudden, Betty uh, passed out in the farm, wakes up at Blossom Mansion. Oh, man. In a, so happy to see her alive. In a dress. And then all the other uh, Archie Jughead and Veronica are just there. Yeah. Now, Which, before we get into this, though, do we want to talk through the farm storyline? Because it's, sure. it's almost side and it's a little shorter to everything that's going yes, on that's in, good. in the main bulk of yeah. the storyline. Uh, so over the farm, the main storyline focuses on Cheryl and Alice. They're running two things at the same time. Cheryl is trying to get free. She's trying to convince Fangs and Kevin that the farm is evil. Um, I thought the sequence was fun, mostly because she goes in and she's like, look at this closet that Betty found, and there's nothing there, which... Cheryl is not the investigator, right? Yeah. So that made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. That worked for me. And she, I like, she's like, what? <laughs> like, she's just very, yeah. uh, it's like anti-Betty. Yeah. I also enjoyed the staginess of like, look at this thing behind me. I'm not turning my head to look at it. It's yeah. definitely behind me right now. Yeah. Uh, so she uh, is not able to convince Kevin and Fangs. Uh, so she runs off trying to look for clues, trying to find these organs. And instead... Find something else inside that hypnotist room, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, if she sees something in a wheelchair that we don't screams. find out about later and screams. Meanwhile, Alice is trying to find out what exactly is going on with Edgar, if the rumors are true that they've been harvesting organs. I love that line. He's like, he basically says, I haven't been fully truthful about my organ harvesting program at the farm. <laughs> it's like very like, oh, and she's sort of on board well, still. What's great? Race. No, what's great is you get a sense here that Alice isn't completely on board with the farm for the first time. Yeah. Uh, yes. uh, I'll tell you, actually, watching that through that scene through for the second time, it worked a lot better for me because it cuts off before Edgar actually says anything incriminating. Right. And once we find out what we find out at the end about Alice, 
it makes a little more sense why it's structured that way. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and Edgar has just had Jason's bone, Jason Blossom's bones just hanging around at the uh, farm. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl runs in and yells at him and screams at him, and he explains, oh, it was there for your therapy. Totally reasonable excuse, I yeah. think, and I'm back on board the Edgar train. I've oh, dug, my God. I've dug up some bones yeah. just to be like, to prove a point. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. No. Oh, wait, are you not on no. the farm? No. Cheryl is completely in the right. Well, I, well, what kind of therapy are you doing? Are you doing yeah. any sort of like aggressive dead body? I do the therapy where you like beat the shit out of like pillows and different ab- objects and just like trash rooms. Oh, and man, set you got to try fire. bone therapy. Yeah, you got to try bone, bone therapy. therapy. No, I would never do bone therapy. dig up some bones. Uh, Your therapy is just as extreme as it's shown in this television show. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> um, and then Edgar announces that they're ascending tonight. And it's a different ascension than a Cargoyle King. <laughs> yes, totally unrelated ascension. Uh, and uh, Cheryl, ascension is a Cheryl is in her room. The door opens up. Alice comes in with the second baby. I want to say Juniper because Juniper. Dagwood was stolen and named Jason too. That is correct. Yeah, uh, my real life daughter is named Juniper. Also. Uh, how do you feel about that? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm almost a character in this show. Oh. Wow. Uh, or I make the same choices, which makes me feel crazy. Yeah. Did you pick up your daughter when they picked up Juniper on the show? Yeah, I always act out the show as I'm watching it. Yeah, I should also mention those babies have been babies for like at least two years at this point. Yeah, a while. Well, when you float, it sort of keeps you young. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They all float down here. Floating babies don't age like regular babies. Did we? Can we stop on that for a moment? We didn't really address the floating babies thing, right? Pete, you're a I, resident floating babies yeah. expert. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it, it's one of those things where you said, yeah, they did a lot of good job of... They reminded us of the floating babies, but we still have no idea what floating babies mean. They reminded you because you saw the regular baby, not floating. No, no we, a couple of episodes back Betty when Betty had was going to be taken in by the farm. I see, I see, yeah, I she saw a vision of the floating babies. Yeah. I think it was a nod to... I think Betty was was had been hypnotized. I think it was uh, maybe... It was a nod to what the farm... No, the way they're the going to pay that off, man. You no, can't have floating babies and never address it. They weren't actually floating. And that Fuck was that you, was a vision. Weren't. That was a vision that she had as she was passing out. No, she looked over, saw the floating babies, and then passed out. I mean, the seizures could be uh, tying back. The explanation for that could be um, there's no side effect of a seizure that says you see floating. There babies. was the runoff from making fizzle rocks into the river, which we established yeah. in the noir episode. Mm-hmm. And so I think the implication is she had that seizure and that vision because of that. Yeah, you can't. Okay, fine. Maybe the first time I'm still not going to give it to you, but the second time we see floating babies, you can't. Oh, the second keep... time floating babies, I think she was just remembering that. She you was can't... remembering that as like the creepy thing, and that's what yeah. broke her out of the trance of joining the farm the first time. We've got to get a floating babies payoff. You can't keep talking about floating babies and never address it. You should read my floating babies explainer. Floating babies explained what was up with the floating babies on Riverdale. I mean, you've been saying it, and I'm still not hearing you. So fuck you and that <laughs> bullshit. Um, okay, well, stay tuned next season four, the floating baby season. Yeah, oh, it's going to be all floating babies. Uh, <laughs> now let's jump back to the main story, uh, I think, and save the end reveals for the end. Uh, sh- well, we should mention that Alice hands... Uh, we didn't finish oh, we off didn't the baby. The yeah, we got distracted by a real baby. Yeah. Uh, so Alice hands Juniper to Cheryl, takes her to the exit that had since been boarded up, but uh, Edgar reopened and tells her to run back to Thornhill, run to safety, uh, take the baby, get out of there. She'll take care of herself. She can't leave because Polly is still there, is what she says. Yes. Uh, and 
So Cheryl runs back to Thorhill. We'll loop back that that in a second. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll get to the end reveals later. Uh, so uh, back in uh, the Blossom Mansion, everyone's uh, sitting around the table. Everyone's like, it's weird that we're oh, all here together, man. and Penelope seems bad. The Black Hook and uh, Gargoyle King just walk out. Right. Oh. Like, uh, like is, a Miss yeah. Universe pageant. This is the first time we've seen the Gargoyle King walk, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's Which always been more of, of a hilarious. still dude. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I did like him kind of wobbling back and forth. Yeah. It's it a was a tough cute. costume. Uh, I love, uh, we reveal that uh, the Black Hook is Hal, so shouts to Pete, yeah, who nailed yeah. that. Yeah, and you kept trying to say it was Chick, because the fucking stuntman was Again, I thought thinner. it was a classic misdirect, but it's a classic direct. It's yeah. a direct. And then I love Penelope's like, Jughead, you want to guess? Yeah, <laughs> it was, was like such a thing to do. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, hey, was. fans, last chance to uh, think yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah. Well, what did you think? I was did you, so angry with the reveal. In that moment, did you guess it? Uh... I I didn't, but I wasn't I wasn't trying to. I was like, okay. oh, it's coming right now. I just want to see it. But um, but yeah, did you guess? I mean, honestly, I was going back and forth the entire time. I convinced myself that it really was fifty fifty. Like, sure, maybe it was Jason somehow, but it definitely felt in that moment that they're indicating Jason so hard that it has to be somebody else. Yeah. But then also probably Chick in that case. Like you guys had talked about, like. The, the whole Jason Blossom thing dying was such an important part to get this whole season, this whole show going into crazy town that they couldn't kind of take that back. And yeah. also, uh, as someone pointed out on our Slack channel, we saw Jason Blossom's, you know, head that had a bullet in it, you know? So, like, yeah. you yeah. can't. I think that was me. I pointed that out. Yeah. No, no. It was okay, cool, side. Alex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> taking credit for everything. Yeah. There's actually nobody else in the Slack channel. It's just me. Yeah, it's all a bunch of Posting under Alex bunch bots. of sock bucket yeah. accounts. Yeah, just like That's Alex's Twitter. Creepy. Alex's yeah. Twitter is... Dude, uh, his minions, all just like bots that he created. Alex yeah. bots. All day, just tweeting at himself. <laughs> I'm really busy. Yeah. yeah. Creating so all these bots. I believe it's your job. Yep. Uh, and we reveal that Chick... Is the Gargoyle King. With red Jason Blossom hair. hair. Yeah. Thing I loved about this scene, he didn't say a word. Like, I it's agree. so funny, him not talking the same way Jason Blossom has not said a single word on the show. Yeah. That was great. I was even a little bubbed when he said one sentence later on, uh, but I get why they layered it in there. Had him talk. Yeah, yeah had he him is talk. A character. <laughs> uh, but it was great. So we find out at the dinner that... Everything that has happened in the entire series has been because of Penelope Blossom, essentially, yeah. uh, that she was mad that Jason Blossom was murdered. Right. As you would. As you would be. But she was even more mad that people didn't say, I feel bad for you enough, that they didn't yeah. offer enough condolences. Yeah. So she decided to punish the entire town because of that and brought the core four there in order to punish them in specific because they are the sons and daughters of the main families, the founding families of the town. And it's interesting. She's using the same language that Hal used last season, that they're sinners and the town yeah. must, must be like eradicated. But basically. as we also find out... The she worked with Hal as soon as we yeah. saw them, which was about halfway through season two, having an affair. What she was doing was she was pushing out his black hood nature, yeah, she was grooming ma- him, grooming to him, the black him hood. making him go even farther. And the implication, because they show the murder of Grundy, is that she was doing it even sooner than that. Like yeah. the affair didn't really start there. It seems like it started even earlier. Yeah. And I like this. It's a little bit of retcon going back Absolutely. to the series, but I, I think it's cool. It helps make it all be one thing, which I yeah. think 
is what the show is. Right. The show is this town that's like went fully off the rails when this one event happened. And they've emphasized that event so much right from the start as like this is the, was the start of something that's going to change our lives. And not come to find out, it truly is. The, rim, the ripples of that we're still seeing. I, I was a little surprised, though, that when like she's doing her villain monologue and so proud of herself and gathered all these people here, that she didn't also have Cheryl at the table just to be like, fuck you, daughter. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the mastermind. It is weird that she, she's not wondering what Cheryl's up to. Yeah. Right. And she's like, oh. Well, but she's never really cared. No, she that's hasn't. True. I mean, I mean, she keeps going back and forth. She either cares a lot about Cheryl or cares nothing about Cheryl. I don't think she yeah. cares at all about Cheryl. I, I think in this episode, at least, I was okay with it because she was, as Nata Rose plugs later on, she's been working on this for weeks, if yeah, not months, to set up this wild hunt. Yeah. Uh, so... To me, that made sense. She was focusing. It was this plan. It was supposed to be, aha, we have the Coopers and the Andrews and the Jones uh, and the Lodges. We have all of these families together. The Blossoms, Cheryl, for better or for worse, is part of the Blossom family. So I don't think that counts in the same way. And Cheryl was there, obviously, mourning Jason the entire time. Yeah. So I don't think she would lump Cheryl in on that. As a sinner, yeah. yeah. It is interesting. So she uh, started this. She... Uh, gave the game to the original uh, at the Midnight Club. She killed Featherhead right. uh, in like had already just had developed was developing a taste for murder right out of the gate. Right, because this town had the seeds of sin. Yeah, I think it would have been interesting given the Red Dahlia stuff if we found out something bad about Principal Featherhead in particular. Yeah, so it would have made more a little more sense why she led him to his death rather than he did an oopsie. You know? Yeah, you wanted to see uh, that be like some she was killing someone that deserved it or somehow like she stumbled into it and then was like, fuck, this is important. And then that became her whole, her whole life doing what she did in this episode. Yeah. The other thing that I love uh, is so we find out a chick survived because he and Hal Cooper had a kinship of murder, yep, which they, I wonder, how, how did that happen? Yeah, was like, that, what was that conversation like? Yeah, as they're running, Chick was like, uh, by the way, I killed a guy named Charles yeah. Smith, don't worry about it. Hey, hey, you seem to like murder, I like murder too, let's talk for one, one second before yeah, you no, kill me. No, I'm going to chop you. No, really, listen to this, <laughs> yeah. there's a couple of people that I've killed. I killed yeah. a drifter as well, there was well, a drifter I, that came I in. I just actually, think it was one of those it. things where Hal Cooper was going to kill Chick, and then he realized, oh, this guy is a madman like me. And, you know, maybe I had a moment How do you there. test that? Do you just look in somebody's you eyes? Can tell, you can tell by the crazy in somebody's eyes. Yeah, if their yeah. eyes are going in weird, weird circles or have X's in them, they're crazy. You uh, that's cartoons. Well, uh, how's that different from reality? I don't know. Yeah. I honestly uh, don't know. Haven't you walked off the edge of a building well, let me, and let not me ask looked you guys. The Would other day, actually, I painted a big black spot on the side of a wall, and I was going to walk through it, and then a railroad flattened me. Oh, oh wow. Close it was call. pretty messed up. Uh, let me ask you guys. If the character that you hated most in this series came back uh, during that series, would it bother you at all, or, or would you just uh, continue watching the rest Are of the show? Are you trying to say you hated Chick the most? Uh, yeah. yeah. Out of all the characters? Yeah. But didn't you enjoy getting to see, getting to see him knocked in the head then? I enjoyed when he left the show. I thought he was done and over with. But he's the bad guy here, so that's cool, right? So that helped you root for your heroes even harder. No. Uh, I think he was just running this entire time trying to gain enough speed to whip back. He was doing a slingshot maneuver. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. Like to go back in time? Like yeah, maybe. Like Flash? <laughs> yeah, like Flash. <laughs> okay. He had to get up to 88 miles an hour? Do you think people with red hair can just run fast? Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah, they are faster because their yeah. hair is like fire. Yeah. 
<laughs> they got to run fast. And they got to run fast. Otherwise, their whole body will be out. All right, cool. I was pissed and almost turned off the show. Really? Yeah. Because At that point, just back? because Chick, Chick showed came up? back. Yeah, because Chick he was, was the goddamn gargoyle king. Right. As the, as in the most evil being on the show, other than, I guess, Penelope now. Yeah. Yep. It is going to be crazy next season when Chick comes back as just one of the gang. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> when Chick starts dating oh, Betty wait, Because or he got hit with that boat, he'll be like, hey, I don't I'm, remember anything I'm now. I'm good now. Oh, I'm the hero. And let me be guy. honest. The Archie gang has no problem trusting someone that makes a mistake. And that's all Chick did is make yeah, a couple of mistakes. Yeah, that's what the show mistakes. is really about. Yeah. Trust picking, picking, up, yeah. picking up your second. stick suit and giving yourself a second chance. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> um, That's why Archie made that halfway house. Chick's going to show Chick up. Again. Oh, prediction. Chick is going to show up at the halfway house, and Archie's going to be like, come on, Reddit. Yeah. Oh. Hey, you're a little guy with red hair. I bet you're going to be good at boxing. <laughs> I'll trade you, little guy. <laughs> <laughs> So they have this dinner where everything gets laid out. We find everything uh, was connected. Also, we should mention Chick. The reason he has red hair is because essentially he's Jason Blossom in Penelope's mind now. Penelope made him into Jason Blossom. Right. So just to mention, Penelope now has two Jason Blossom. She has Chick, who's Jason Blossom, and the baby she stole, which is also Jason Blossom, (laughs) which is a lot of Jason Blossoms. Like that's you want to have a backup. (laughs) You want to have insurance. Do you Uh, also think that was data on your computer? That was the Jason Blossom that uh, Cheryl was seeing when she would do the therapy. No, No. that Jason Blossom was the dead Jason Blossom. That's sad. Yeah, that was the bones. Not even the bones, but the actual body that Edgar dug up. And then stuck in that so wheelchair. So she was talking to that dead body? Yes. Oh. That's clearly Edgar hypnotized her the same way that he hypnotized Betty into seeing Polly as Betty. So he's not creating beings out of thin air. He's essentially giving hints and using hypnosis to push the brain to think they're seeing things that they're not seeing. Yeah. Uh, and I in don't this like case, how much you know about this. Um, no, I got a chamber back of my house if you want to come back. I don't. I'll show you, you whatever you want. By. You can meet anybody from the past oh, that you yeah. want to check out. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> oh, my, <laughs> my God. God. What just happened? Uh, so the gang is all dressed up. Now, this is the real prom. Yeah. This is the prom we've all been <laughs> yeah. waiting for. That's the prom we've all wanted. They have to survive the night, run into the woods, and that's what they do. Now, did it drive anybody else crazy that they didn't just immediately try to fight... Uh, you know, Penelope Blossom right there. Instead no, of doing the, the fucking The stupid- Gargoyle gang was there. They had sniper. They could have been shot and killed if they disobeyed the rules. And also, right. it's a show where this is what's happening, so get on board. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't start, don't start blowing, bringing reality into this show now. Yeah, you all what know what kind of show would you have watched if they were like, no thanks? Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved that. I would yeah. have stood up on my chair and just started clapping and being like, I love this show. Wow. And then 30 solid minutes some drinking milkshakes and just hang yeah. out. We got plenty of milkshake in this episode later on. So Archie has to fight his greatest enemy, a bear. A bear. <laughs> I cannot believe this. It, I cannot this believe wild. that we spent you all season. You I, loved it. I, I loved it. I loved it because there's an enormous dude dressed as a bear who's kicking the shit out of Archie. The fight was great. I loved yeah. how this was filled. To it was really him. well filmed. Oh, my God. So good. Well, this is an episode is directed by Rachel Talele, who's directed a couple of episodes of Riverdale. Um, she's also very well known for directing Doctor Who and a bunch of other genre things. Mm. She's great. She's yeah. one of my favorite TV directors, and she did an excellent job with this episode. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Really but, great. But just the bear thing, we spent all season making fun of the bear, and they actually brought it back, and I love that move. Yeah. Did no, they love pay it. off the stupid bear shit from the beginning? It's fantastic. It's yeah. it's so good. I love 
one of the things that I love about Riverdale is owning these ridiculous things that they do. Yes, just 100%. doubling down on them as hard as possible, and then making them work. I feel like it's the only like shows don't do that, and this show does it time and time again. And this episode was a great example of just doubling down on that shit. And I love there's like uh, I've been fighting all year, and he turns to them and is like, "Don't forget, I fought a real bear." <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, what a weird brag. And they're all like, oh, yeah, I did forget that. (laughs) Well, there's so many things in this episode. This is jumping to the end. But uh, when Archie is telling them, uh, listen, let's forget about all this stuff. Let's move on. Uh, No more murder. No more uh, crime. No more goblins or anything like that. (laughs) Jughead's like gargoyles and Archie's like all right <laughs> because he wasn't part of that storyline at all I love I that was my one of my favorite moments of this whole episode because that they're, they're laughing at how crazy the show is in that moment Fantastic. they're truly serious they're being like you believe this shit that we have <laughs> to deal with which is the same thing that we as viewers are doing I thought that was so funny and so good. The, just the right amount of meta that yes. is so hard to pull off I yeah, feel like I, I know we've definitely jumped to the end here but my absolute favorite line of the episode was when they reveal a thing they reveal about Alice and Veronica is like oh that tracks yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like I don't know I don't know if it does Veronica but I love that you said it it's like the show had a little bit of senior right at the end of it, or they were like, you know what? That's fine. We gotta go. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> gotta wrap this up. Uh, Archie, Jane the Virgin is on. Come yeah, on, yeah, it's go time. Archie wins the fight pretty handily. Uh, puts that dude down. And they move on to the second challenge, which is spin the bottle. Uh, oh, death. Yeah. Flashback to season one. Flashback to season one. Uh, now I'll mention I talked to Roberto Garcasa for work, and he had an interesting note about this that I did not pick up while I was watching the episode. It does throw back to spin the bottle from the first episode, but it's also because Veronica was running gambling in ah, Le Bon Nui. So that's her sin. Yeah, exactly. So this is an amped up version of it. It's Russian roulette. Oh, that's, that's why awesome. they chose that. Oh, that's which I great. thought was a nice note, and. An, to me, at least, justified that a lot. So then, more. slight backtrack was Archie's sin bear. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was the thing that he was most horrified by. It was the thing he was ah, most scared his by. Fear. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I wasn't quite understanding what was happening at the top. I thought there was so there was one chalice that was poison. I thought they just had to each drink one. Yeah. Right. The fact that they kept doing, it, I, I was, was like, like oh, that's not yeah, how Russian roulette works. Yeah. If Russian roulette worked that way, one person would die every time. <laughs> yeah. Is that uh, don't you go until there's one uh, one left? Uh, yeah, you'd go where you don't have to die. It's just the fact that you're willing to take the risk, right? But there's one bullet in there. Yeah, there's one bullet in the six chambers, and you go back and forth five times until there's one bullet left. Yeah, but the odds of that are very low. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why sometimes one person dies on the first one, one person dies on the second one. Yeah. That's what you're playing with. Right. Uh, and so that's why they get to the last one, and they're like, great, we did it. And then yeah. they're like, no, you have to drink all of them. Surprise, they were all poisoned. Yeah, which I thought was great. I love how uh, Veronica uh, steals Betty's chalice, says I love you oh, to her. Oh, that was, was a great, such a badass movie. Great moment between yeah. Betty and Veronica. Yeah. Like, honestly, their relationship is so strong, stronger than Bughead. And I really <laughs> think... All right, all right. No, but it was More a nice... More passion. Shut up. There, there was that really beautiful, like... What's Veronica's most powerful and the fact that they both knew it was them, too, was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Because for a second, I was like, oh, if this is Archie, I'm going to be pissed. 
but it was such a great kind of uh, call out. And I love those two together. To me, one of the things that worked really nicely about this episode was it was a recentering in a way. Yeah. So it did bring in these moments that we haven't gotten a lot of all season, like Veronica and Betty actually being friends with each other yeah. or the core four hanging out together or uh, we'll get to this in a moment, but an actual bughead moment where they tell you they love each other. Yeah. Uh, and same thing with Varchi, just like bringing it back to the core values of the show and having this push pull of them saying, we just want to get back to normal. We want to get past this, but Riverdale always pulling them back in. And in that way, like Penelope's right. Everyone's right. This town does keep pulling them back in. Yeah. It's just that these people, these villains are the driving forces that are creating these problems that drag everyone down. Um, so yeah, we Penelope just literally walks out of the dark. She's like, "Hey, real quick, uh, everyone's po- Betty and Veronica are both poisoned. It's slow acting, so hurry up and get out of here. Uh, yeah. get the to the end of the game as fast as you can." Which I thought was funny. Um, Classic uh, Princess Bride, right there. Uh, Kane Powder. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we uh, Archie takes a sec to sort out his drama with Veronica. They're back together. Yeah. And he says, "None of us die tonight." Uh, how'd you feel about that scene? Are you happy to see Veronica and Archie back together? I think you know where I stand. You're against it. Uh, I, I'm dying for the show to give uh, <laughs> Betty and Archie. Uh, no, I thought it'll never happen. Uh, I thought Jughead that, and I, Betty are too strong. I thought at the too end, strong. I thought they were building toward it a little bit with the stuff they were giving with uh, Reggie and You're Veronica. To shit. That's what we do. <laughs> and uh, and they they didn't. I mean, I their relationship is destined. I think for the drama of the show to always be on and off. Sure. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I, I think that makes sense. But I liked seeing them back together. It was a bit of a weird move, and I felt slightly bad for Reggie in a weird yeah. way. Yeah, that nothing happened that night. That he made this bold pronouncement of love. Uh, Veronica said, "Yes, absolutely, I'll be with you." Kicked Archie out of there essentially, no, and but then she was so like, "Just Archie kidding, stayed. just kidding, Reggie." No, yeah, that's the thing. Because as soon as she said, "No, Archie, stay." I was like, oh, poor Reggie's getting fucked. There's no way. He didn't, though. No, that I That's didn't mean the, it. Get like what that. I mean? Yeah, but yeah, you got yeah. it. You yeah. get what I'm talking about. Yeah, everybody gets it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everybody. So, um, <laughs> quick sidebar we get here. Tony wakes up. Grandma Blossom's like, your friends are in trouble. Do you know anyone that has a weapon that they might be able to use and help them out? And off she goes. Yes. I love Wait, the you, you forgot to mention my favorite reaction in the episode where Data Rose turns her and says, the wild hunt has begun. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what? Yeah, she was, that whole scene is wild. And then Tony picks up a phone in the weirdest way. It was like a millennial had never seen a phone before. She's like, <laughs> bangs it into her head. Yeah, That was super weird. She uh, also picked up, what was it, that avocado toast? And yeah. starts watching Friends on Netflix. Yeah. And I was like, all right, calm down. Take like, a buzz we know what year Quiz, this is. buddy. <laughs> Come on. Wow. Uh, Jug heads up next. Uh, he has to fight Chick, his Worst mortal enemy. fight scene ever. <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, it wasn't as good as the Archie one. I, to be honest, I don't know how much of a fighter Cole Sprouse is necessarily. Well, and I also thought, like, he... Uh, Jughead beats Chick pretty easily uh, in this. Um, Two scrawny guys fighting. No, thanks. But also, I was like, we just saw an awesome fight. Good. Yeah. Let's, we don't need to That's spend fine. time on this. Exactly. Um, and it was just crazy that the true hero of Riverdale would get beaten that easily. Yeah. It almost seems like maybe he's not. I guess, we'll, ne- I guess we'll never know. No, it was pretty clear that he's not. Yeah. Now, do you think at this point that Jughead is the Gargoyle King? 
And that is I just think instead of like, I agree. I think so. I think we're going to get another episode next week that they haven't told us about. Yeah. Well, but we're going to reveal the Jugheads of Gargoyle King and Betty and Archie are going to get together. Oh I'll, I'll be honest. When they said uh, a battle of kings, I was like, hmm. <laughs> I just think instead and of like, five wow. minutes later, I was like, that was my stupidest take. We're so beholden <laughs> to our theories yes. and they're almost 100% wrong. No. Uh, almost. I, I just uh, think instead of a crappy fight scene, it should have been Jughead just like punching the fuck out of chick and then moving on. Well, that's almost what it was. Well, it went a little bit longer than that. It was a little <laughs> bit more chick awkward. Chick got a, a punch and you're like, no. Yeah. No. Come on. <laughs> I Chick's hate arms should have immediately yeah. fallen off. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, there's sticks. He has sticks for arms. Sticks yeah, for arms. He doesn't actually have sticks for arms, though. It yeah. seems like he does. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so as the action's ramping up, the, the Archie- I will say I'm glad they didn't kill Chick. I'm I'm excited oh. to see him back. We're going to see him. Again. No, yeah. Yeah. no. You yes. think you're done with Chick? I want to be done with no, Chick. No, he is so 100. percent They left him alive. He is a recurring villain on the show. I now. don't want to see Chick ever again. Yeah. Honestly, the crazy part is we've added Chick to the show as a fourth <laughs> member. So <laughs> he's we'll the see true. Guys later. He's also hey, the, he's been a fun run. Guys. He's also the true hero of Riverdale after dark. Yeah. Okay. Listen, Heart Tedgett, if you ever want to come by and uh, have a chat. Just let us know. Please join us. Pete would Absolutely. love to <laughs> speak would love to it. And uh, not get angry or crazy at all. Totally yeah. fine with it. Yeah. Um, the uh, Archie and the gang decide they must break the chain and save Riverdale. Uh, we cut over and do we get a Shoney Showpaz reunion. The archers oh. are there. Yeah. Oh. That was Fantastic. great. I was looking forward, as we talked about last episode, Tony taking the bow, rescuing Cheryl from the yeah. farm. Yeah. Uh, but this is good, too. I'm glad yeah. also that Cheryl immediately snapped into, nope, we got to go rescue everybody. Everybody ride up. Yeah. And we start to build up. Cheryl that, being Cheryl again. Yeah, yeah. That epic confrontation that we've been talking about all season long. And that was one of the things where I was like, Almost got that right. Yeah, we did. Like the Game of Thrones vacation of Riverdale, I think, was this was the scene that was as close to true uh, of that that yes. we talked about. I will say it is weird, though, because the farm and uh, and the Gargoyle King didn't actually cross over. I think we were sort of the idea was there. Like right. we had the idea of it's more interesting in Riverdale to keep the map separate and have all these crazy things coming together yeah. at the end of the season. Like I, they did. I will say, and this is, I think what they achieved was great and it was super fun, but I do think that the budget and the ambition didn't quite miss mix there mm. because we only got a couple of gargoyles, but you heard a ton more in the background. Yeah. And then the ultimate fight between the serpents and the pretty poison and the gargoyles happened mostly off screen. Yeah. So I think, if they're they are as far as I know, they spent a ridiculous amount of time shooting this episode anyway. So I'm sure they could not have added more or more budget or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but it felt like it needed a little more fight in the woods. That's all. Interesting. Yeah. I, I did think it was a, a little upsetting how after they were told they were poisoned, they were casually walking through the woods. No, they weren't. Not in a hurry. Oh, no, 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 no. First of all, Betty and Veronica clearly were fading over the course of that. Yeah, I think but they weren't hurrying. They were walking through the woods at a because leisure Because Betty and, and Veronica talking. were poisoned and could barely walk. It was, it Archie was, had just fought a bear man. Yeah. Jughead had yeah. fought the yeah. strongest man in a, Riverdale. They were yeah. casually walking and talking. It was really upsetting. Yeah, and then they get to the last challenge. And the last challenge, uh, Betty goes up opens the box, it says one bullet, it has a gun in there, and of course Hal Cooper steps out and is oh, like, fucking shit. shoot me, I dare you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, either kill me or I'll kill your friends, which I was like, whoa. Yeah. That's crazy for a villain to be like, hey, I'm out of here, kill me. Yes. Kill me right now. But then Betty makes the right choice. She shoots his hand instead, blasts it to shit, yeah. <laughs> knocking yeah. the gut out of it. 
And then Penelope Blossom says, oh, well, I don't care, and shoots Hal Cooper. And it also says, hey, great job, but now I'm going to kill you anyway. Yes. Which was pretty uh, wild. Yeah, that was Uh, pretty fucked up. They Um, were in the woods. The sun was coming up. Let's talk about Hal Cooper for a second. How do you feel? I mean, I I think they played that moment very well. And despite the fact that he's a crazed, evil serial killer, I felt sad for Benny. What? But how do you feel about Hal Cooper leaving the show? What's your take on that? Super happy about it. Um, I I agree with you. I did feel for Betty because she didn't want him to die, and right. he was killed in front of her. Yeah, but she need uh, he needed to die. He was an evil influence on Betty, and she, you know she needs to be. She was reconnecting with him. She was like she sought out his advice for most of the season, uh, and despite the fact that he then ended up becoming the one of the main villains of this season but he was also under the thrall of Penelope like I, he was almost a victim uh, in some ways where he like just didn't have his sense like so much of the so many of the characters like are you going to be mad at Kevin because he was so fooled by the farm yeah okay interesting i I'm bummed to see him go. Lachlan Monroe, I think, did a great job. The series yeah. it was yep. so much fun to watch him Hannibal lecturing it up in the prison mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, to your point, how they could have kept it going. Like, either yeah. than keeping him in prison and keeping him doing that thing, he's not redeemable. He is yeah. a yeah. merciless serial killer at this point, even more so than he was in season two. Yeah. Um, so I, I get it. I get why it was time for him to go. Yeah. Agreed. So they yeah, end I mean, up running through the woods. Sun being... coming up. I thought that was cool. And it nice did feel, shot. It was. That was yeah. a gorgeous Great shot. Great shots. Yeah. And it felt like a very different show. Uh, like you're saying, like maybe more budget would have helped to make it more of an epic battle. Uh, we're also watching this at the same time Game of Thrones is on, where it's yes. just nonstop uh, yeah. epic battle. So <laughs> yeah, it's tough. We're a little uh, pretty poisoned by all their big budgets over nice. HBO. Uh, so they're running. And then we find out that the Ascension... We cut out of that. The poison's charged. The gang wins. Uh, yeah. And uh, even with the limited budget, even with most of the battle happening off screen, that whole thing with Cheryl commanding all the archers, them shooting yeah. the so cool. from off screen, everybody running at each other and charging while the core four hide behind a truck and just hug each other. Yeah. Great. So good. So well staged. Uh, felt like the end of a, an epic movie. Uh, uh, but then they realize... We yeah. get into Aftermath. So that was the sort of climax, and it's all about sort of picking up the pieces after this. Um, we find out that the Ascension happened, and they left Kevin behind with a oh, bunch of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting in a circle of shoes and shirts? Poor Kev. Yeah, so that means Alice is gone with uh, Edgar and his daughter-wife, Evelyn, uh, and also Fangs is gone. A uh, couple of questions there. Polly. Polly's gone, right? I keep forgetting about her. A couple of questions there. First of all, what do you think happened to the farmies? Where did they go? Because it's not anything supernatural, but it's definitely weird. No, they just got in a van and they they went down to Shoney's or something. They're just at a... Shoney's show passes? No, they're at a (laughs) diner. You know, they're just like at, you know... Applebee's uh, or something. It was weird because they made it seem supernatural. Yes. The way they left, it made it seem by Kevin's. I mean, obviously, Kevin hypnotized hundreds of times, but at this point, probably. So it's hard to trust him, but it did definitely made it seem like they vanished out of their clothes. Right. Uh, so it seems like maybe they fooled Kevin. We do learn later that they've done this, that Edgar's done this in a number of towns. So Yeah. Do you think they, maybe they ascended to the second floor of the building? Yeah, they're just up there. Yeah, they're upstairs. Yeah. Let's ascend the staircase. Uh, maybe they're going to pop over to Greendale. Yeah, it, it, there's something weird going on. I'm sure there's something that we don't know about this process that's happened. The second thing that I want to talk about, which we touched on a little bit earlier, is what happens with Kevin now? 
Yeah. He needs to be fully deprogrammed. Yes. I, I mean, I could see a world where we cut back in the season four premiere and he's like, well, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. Except but, for this scar and I can't drink yeah. a lot of uh, salt. <laughs> yeah, going to eat a lot of he's salt. He's going to need a kidney. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm full they of pee. Me, they called me the human slug. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. They, they've really broken his character in a good way, but I don't know what he is next season. Yeah. I always want to see more of Kevin. I love Kevin. I think Kevin, Casey Cott is great. Maybe he'll start his own farm. I mean, maybe. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, it's totally possible. Uh, He's I, got the clothes to do it. We talked, <laughs> and that's the biggest expense. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last week about, like, will we see more of the farm after this season, more of the Gargoyle King? And I think we're going to see more of the farm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. we're done. We're done Definitely with the Gargoyle the King at yeah. this point. Other than there's always the possibility, like the Black Hood, like Jason Blossom's murder, for it to kind of pop up here and there. The game is still probably being played in the town. Right. So the the one thing that I'd say against that though is this very much to me felt like the end of the first volume of Riverdale in a way. Right. That these first three. Seasons wore that first book, and it's right. done now, and now first we're moving trilogy. on to whatever the next thing I is. I think Kevin's going to want to go after Fang, so he's going to be yeah. like leading the charge to go find this uh, farm. Yeah, I could see... I could see a world where he isn't like, I'm fine, but he could say, I spent the summer recentering myself looking for fangs. I couldn't find him anywhere. Yeah. They're cool. um, yeah. And he still has feels very damaged by what went on, but maybe he's working with the characters that we'll be talking about in a second. Yeah. 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 Uh, we round up the bad guys. Penelope escapes. She's just out there. She's in the wind. Definitely going to see her again. Chick in jail. Going to see him again. Going to see him again. How yep. dead. Probably not going to see him again. <laughs> no. Uh, we see that Cheryl has dead Jason at home. That was fucked up. Yes. That was really fucked up. Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, how, how do you explain she... that to Tony? You know what I mean? Like, What's how... that smell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, they figured out whatever was going on with the bunker and Tallboy for a couple of weeks when he was de- dead body yep. in there. So maybe True. she got some tips from Jughead. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh yeah, I don't know. This makes this puts Cheryl in a spot, sort of like we were just saying with Kevin, where she's uh, lost it a bit. If she's uh, yeah. keeping this dead body, well, as well, we saw in the movie Seven, you know, a lot of those Christmas tree, uh, you know, ornament smelling uh, things, they they can cover up dead bodies really well. Yeah, the, oh, Christmas trees like you hang in a car. Yeah, yeah, those little air fresheners. Yeah. yeah. Now another detail that I'll, I'll mention from the interview that I did. Uh, fucking guy. Uh, Mr. Aguirre Sakasa uh, mentioned that he doesn't feel like Cheryl is broken or anything like that, but yes. she was so connected to Jason, she made this move, and they're going to sort of figure it out later. Yeah, I, I think that's cool, too. I, I don't I think, think she... it's interesting. Yeah. Like, it's a super creepy scene. It's super upsetting. Um, I'm curious to see how it plays out, but... Maybe yeah, she doesn't... just has another funeral for him and buries him. Yeah, maybe gives him a proper burial this yeah. time. Yeah. No way. Yeah. That body's going to stay in the Blossom Mansion. Whatever. Whatever it is, Trevor Stimes is making that money. <laughs> yeah, making that <laughs> dead body oh, money. Yeah. Um, uh, moving on, we have uh, Hermione is arrested and Hiram is in jail running shit and somehow spending his time getting more Oh, jazz. my God. That guy give it a rest, Hiram. Ne- never p- he's got to invest in a shirt factory. That's what I think needs yeah, to go on. No, no way. Yeah. Uh, and so he he plugs. He says, "Veronica, I'm coming for you. You have no idea of my plans, Mia. Um, I 
I'm into the idea of seeing Hiram kingpinning it up from prison oh. next season. I like the idea that he built this for-profit prison, ends up there, and he's fine. Uh, yes, and that does seem crazy. I want to see Hiram. I really liked how they let Hiram become unhinged at the end of the season, yeah. and I want to see him continue to be unhinged. Uh, yeah. He was so meticulous for the last two seasons that like seeing him really losing it, sort of fucking up, but to being this Eve bad force uh, against Veronica, I think is great. Also, it was interesting that like he was in jail, got out, did a bunch of horrible things, and his big kind of like play was to make a for-profit jail. It seemed like he was just like, all right, I'm going to get thrown in jail at some point. I better buy a jail, run it, so if that happens, I can get thrown in my own jail. That's smart. Yeah. That's yeah. why we should buy a comic book jail. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, can we do that? If you yeah. rob a comic book store, you get thrown in a comic book jail. Yeah, Ooh. everybody knows that. All yeah. right, I'll be right back. Um, uh, Mad Dog and Archie are sparring They're going to run the Ale Royale together Yes, and they're going to turn it into a halfway house For needy youth Again, with no budget or anything like that Yep, not a lot of money They'll be fine They're going to be fine They'll be fine The orphans will Maybe they'll take in Ricky DeSantos Veronica will back them Maybe we'll just never see them again Yeah (laughs) Archie (laughs) Yeah (laughs) You never know Yeah Huh, that's true. Uh, that would be a weird move if Archie just never showed up again. The show's called Riverdale, not Archie. Yeah. Oh, I think we're going to let's meet some new characters that work at the um, Waterworks. <laughs> Waterworks? <laughs> You've been playing a lot of Monopoly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought of other let's, stuff that are in town. Let's just go to the Reading Railroad. And, uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah, like who's hanging out at, f- at free parking? Yeah, yeah. You know Great question. Wow, free I bet parking. Archie could make money for the halfway house if he kept passing go. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. that's not Here we go. that out of sorts with a plan Archie would actually come up with. <laughs> yeah. Where is go? Yeah, I, I, I need $200. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, they're going to start a halfway house. I thought that was sweet and nice. Uh, I like that. I'm glad we're going to see hopefully more Mad Dog going forward. I think he's a fun character to have on board. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, so now we have to, we have two more things to talk about. Yeah. Both so, pretty wild, crazy, very page. crazy, crazy. Just when you think it couldn't get any crazier, uh, there's a knock at the door. Knock at the door. FBI looking for Betty. She's like, oh, you probably oh, want shit. to talk to um, the lodges. And he's yeah. like, no, no. Um, another federal case that I've been working on in this town. <laughs> uh, we find out that Alice Cooper has been working with the FBI all What along. a reveal! Great reveal. What, what a reveal. Wild. Absolutely Crazy. wild. Yeah. Also, Betty's face when she's getting this, it the, her, the acting was just unbelievable. Like her yeah. just coming to grips with all of this. Yeah. My f- absolute favorite reaction is when he reveals his name and she just laughs at Yeah, him. she's like, ha. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's having a laugh in this scene. The yeah. FBI guy's sort of chuckling about like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. She was working for the FBI. Yeah. Oh, the reason she was working for the FBI, uh, she was working pretty closely with me because I'm actually her son, Charles Smith. <laughs> That's crazy. And then later, then Jughead's like, like so, and he's like, uh, yep, yep, I'm your brother, too. And I'm like, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Betty's just like, what is happening? But it was cool because she was like, do I know you? Yeah. Now, for those who haven't spent a lot of time thinking about the Smith-Cooper family, just to give a very quick explanation of this. So Alice Smith, a.k.a. Alice Cooper, back right. in the day, got pregnant with a baby from FP. Uh, she didn't want to have it with FP because he was back with the serpents, so she hooked up with Hal Cooper. Hal Cooper eventually found out about the baby, wanted her to get an abortion. She didn't. I believe, uh, so I ended up at Sisters of Quiet Mercy. I had the baby there, gave it up for adoption, 
And this is where things get a little weird and murky, and I'm curious to see how they deal with the continuity of this next season. Yeah. Um, but Charles Smith, as far as we knew, grew up in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy until he was about 17. We saw a picture of him. He was a red, curly, red-haired, curly-haired kid with green eyes, which this dude is not yeah. at all. <laughs> uh, ran away. Got together with Chick, roomed with Chick for a while. They were really good friends until they fought, and one day Chick killed Charles. <laughs> and that's where we left that. The only other detail we know is the lady who lived next door to them said that Charles was the good kid and Chick was the bad kid. Checks you know? out. So that's all we know, but there's a lot of details that do not make sense with Charles Smith being an FBI agent. So do you think he's lying? I don't think he is. So you think that's real? I think I yeah, think that's despite the inconsistency. Yeah, I think because they could have cast someone who had red hair. Right. I think there's some. Either they're never going to refer to it, uh, which would be okay. very Riverdale, uh-huh. or uh, that picture, chick story, everything else is probably something else fake that was that going. Chick has made up. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. chick's an asshole. I mean, that's entirely possible as yeah. well. True. Uh, the one, the big piece of evidence that points to it, first of all, dude who plays him is a dude named Wyatt Nash, uh-huh. who uh, was originally on Survivor. He's also been on Dear White People and Glow and a couple of other shows. And he Glow. sometimes plays a douche, but given his look and like his surfer boy good looks, he doesn't usually play an evil dude. He usually plays like the nice but kind of dumb dude mm. is his uh, type. And also, Charles Smith in the comics was an FBI agent. Right. So Ooh. I think that's pretty consistent. Straight. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. consistent. So I think he legitimately is going to be that. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that. And it will be interesting if he's like, hey, uh, Betty and Jughead, I-, I need help on a case. And that's some of the impetus that gets us into whatever right. goes on. I also next think. Betty and Jughead are not as dumb as Archie when it comes to FBI agents. True. Where Archie was like, "You're an FBI agent. You want to meet in private places, with nobody else, and never tell anybody else about you." On it, yeah. Versus Betty and Jughead would immediately check about his credentials and try yeah. to find out about him and try to prove that it's true. Yeah, because Google I'm him. sure the first reaction Google. after that, yeah. Well, the first reaction that they'd have to after that after that is. I don't believe you. Yeah. I'm going to look into it. Yeah. But I do think when we pick up after the suburb, we'll see, yes, they have looked into it. It is accurate. He is Charles Smith. Um, okay. So, so then we get into the f- final, final crazy reveal. Um, they're, the gang's at Pops. Oh. Uh, getting it back together over milkshakes. What a reveal. Very at fun. Pops. They're like, you believe uh, this crazy shit in our lives, having a laugh. Petty and Veronica have no parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right now. Nobody has any parents. There's yeah. FP and maybe Mary Andrews, and that's it. Yeah. Well, Otherwise, in the story, Fred Andrews is there. It's just, sure. So yeah. that's true. That's something that has to be. That's why it definitely like Veronica's parents are both going to be in jail. Betty's parent, one she saw die, and uh, the other Alice one is vanished. upstairs somewhere. Yeah. 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 So that's yeah, that is wild. And I think I don't know what that means for the show, which has been often about the parents and the kids. Right. The, the wildest thing about it is that all of their parents are God. They've been hunted through the woods, so they go to pops. They're like. Let's just have a great senior year. I mean, it is. uh, Archie vows to be done with the murders. Everyone's like, you know what? I agree with you. And uh, (laughs) this was our choice previously. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've been pro murder for so long. Um, And then we hard cut out of that uh, from the toast to the. Uh, Archie, Betty, and Veronica burning their clothes with the, tag, with the tag se- spring break of their senior year. Um, and they say, we go our separate ways. That's the only way we won't get caught. And they burn Jughead's beanie. Which is... Clothes. They say and it's they're clothes. covered in blood. Covered Did you in blood. they're covered they in blood? They said they were covered... They yeah. had been covered in blood. And then they cut back in. And they're like, we're going to be friends forever. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like... <laughs> that was 
What? I thought it was such a great way for them to end oh the season with a crazy cliffhanger that we're going. And I bet that is not even the end of the season. That's like the midpoint no, it's of not. the season. It is. Uh, again, from the interview, yeah. they, they oh, haven't. Hold on. They start writing the season on Monday, I believe. So they're very beginning stages. Yeah. But right now, they kind of know what's going to happen up to that point. That's going to happen about mid-season. And then they're going to follow on from there, and we're going to see what happens. But, yeah, that's that's wild. Wild. That's where they finally reveal that Jughead's a gargoyle king. Yes, Pete. <laughs> All right. So you're forgetting one final huge reveal that I'm super excited. Smithers is back, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, Smithers. Veronica's like, Smithers is back. Yeah, yeah. Forget the Jughead might be dead. Smithers, Smithers is back. back. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sweet. Uh, that is exciting. Yeah. The butler's back, baby. Yeah. She needs a guardian, I guess. Well, I love that. Again, I love that. Like, it was a very how to get away with murder move uh, yeah. to do the flash forward, and then eventually we're going to link up to that. But I... I love the idea that we have no idea what's going on there. It's clearly one of the most fucked up things possible. And yeah. that's we're heading there. Like you're going to we're going to live the entire at least half of the next season in dread of what is going what to happen. What this is. And they literally say we have to walk away and never see each other again. So I think are we going to get a couple episodes where the gang is just like Do so they never say never see each other or never talk to each other? Never, never talk, talk to each other. About, yeah. I thought it says never no, talk to each other it's, about they, what They happened. say that they're going their separate ways. Like as in like they are not going to be a group of friends anymore. I that's the way I read it. Yeah. So, are we going to get some episodes next season where it's just them totally separate? Wow, that's insane. Maybe. Do you have Do you have a theory about what happened? I mean, whatever we say right now is there's a zero percent <laughs> chance of it even being close. Wait, Pete is good at this stuff. What's your yeah. theory, Pete? Okay, so my theory is basically they get talking into, to the mics. So the they get into it with a Hiram, right? I think that's and, probably true. Um, it's a big kind of uh, a scrum, and it's like Archie and Hiram and Jughead jumps in to save them, and um, somebody, Jughead accidentally kills somebody, and so to cover up for Jughead, they have to burn all his clothes and act like none of them were there. If that's true, fuck. Here's what I think. I okay. think we've spent several seasons without Jughead eating snacks, right? And towards <laughs> the end of the season, he started eating a lot of snacks, even if they're generic brand spicy tortilla chips, oh which I've taken a little Stop bit of an exception this. to. Stop with this. Well, hold on. But I think what's going to happen is he's going to start really getting into snacks over the course of the next season to the point where we get to the mid-season where he takes a uh, hundred burgers like he does in the comics to the watering hole, starts eating them. They're like, Jughead, you got to stop, Jughead. You got to stop. And he just gets bigger and bigger and bigger until he explodes. And they're like, well, that was gross. Let's never talk about this again. Yeah. That's big. That's like, so Jughead dies. Jughead dies because he eats too many burgers. That's a hell of a way to go, though. What if uh, they finally dip into the zombie storyline of of the comic uh, book? I don't After think they dark? go there. Or, huh? uh, Afterlife? <laughs> Our podcast. After, yeah, uh, yeah they finally, yeah. Uh, Afterlife with Archie, the comic yeah. book. What that, if they finally start taping a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a, that truly would be the worst podcast <laughs> for us and everyone. Uh, but no, the uh, Roberto Aguirre, Aguirre Sacasso is the, was the writer of Afterlife with Archie, which sort of uh, launched part of the resurgence of Archie. Like, is yeah. there a chance they could do that I, in I this show? I don't think they could do that on the show. I think uh, they've said previously that they would love to do a one-off event series with the Sabrina cast and the uh, Archie cast, uh, Archie cast, uh, Riverdale cast, 
that is Afterlife with Archie, I think that would be the way to go with it, out of that continuity, be awesome. because then you could actually kill people on it. Yeah. Did, when when you were talking with him, were you like, is there any chance that you could slow this fucking show down because it no. is so goddamn stressful? No, I, I can't not. take another season of this shit. Uh, it definitely does stress me out. Oh but I love God. it. I love how crazy it is. I, it's too I have crazy. no idea. No. I was so happy when I was like, yes, they're all attacking. This is <laughs> the one thing that we predicted yeah. in 22 episodes this season. Fantastic. Oh, I can't believe it's been 22 episodes. Uh, a couple of things that we didn't really see much of, uh, Gladys and Jellybean. Uh, yeah, totally not gone. at all. But uh, I, presumably Jellybean would be back next season. Yes, and maybe Gladys as well. Like I yeah. feel like she's definitely a plot thread so that great, is, yeah. is open, where she was definitely up to no good. It felt like Jellybean was is, was part of that. Uh, so Kira's FP uh, wasn't around much at the end of the season. We haven't seen what his deal is. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like it was interesting that the whole parent Midnight Club thing kind of fell away. It was tied back in very nicely, and I yeah. understand yeah. why that happened. Um, but that was certainly a big thing for the first half of the season. Yeah. But I think that, that was smart because, uh, you know, I, I think it's really important to keep the action on our main characters and not about their parents. I agree. I, I think it's fine to focus on the kids over the parents yeah. in this case. Yeah. And there was so much that needed to be done in this episode. Yeah. I agree oh with you, though, God. because it really felt like this season was about legacy. Mm-hmm. And it was thematically a little bit at the end with Penelope, but I expected a lot more. Such an amazing ending to the season. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy times. All right. uh, Before we go... Two things. Uh, we are actually going to do one more episode of this show. We're going to ask you guys for your theories about season four, what you thought about season three. Yes. So we'll do a question and answer thing. We'll put a call out on our Twitter account about that. But last time, let's do it for the entire season. Who was the MVP of season three? Wow. Pete, I'm not going to go to you first because I know what you're going to say. Justin, yeah. who's your MVP? <laughs> I could almost. I wrote in an envelope what you're going to say, and huh. I'm going to open and read it after you finish okay. giving your answer. Um. I uh, I think I got to sort of pre-agree with Pete and say, Betty, uh, this was a great uh, season for uh, her. Both uh, the character and uh, the actor who plays her was were so, so good. Um, and she just did everything this season and still came out uh, on top. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll go now. I'm going to also say Betty for the same reasons that I agree with you. Everybody was great this season and everybody had standout moments. Um, I thought there were some absolutely fantastic Shoney moments. This is the first full season that we've had with it. I also think uh, it's been fantastic to see couples uh, like totally against you, but Buckhead staying steady all season long. That's virtually unheard of on teen shows. And that's, Awesome in and of itself. Um, but Betty was the biggest part of the season. There was so much focus on her. They put Lily Reinhardt through her paces. Um, the storylines were crazy, but she kept making them work. I, I thought it was great. Pete, who are you going to say? Dr. Curl Jr.? Or what are you thinking? Betty, all day, er, day. The woman is unstoppable, all right? Anytime Betty does something, it is phenomenal. It's the right choice. All she does is the right thing every time. Even when you got to chloroform your own mother, you know, you got it. She's doing the right thing. She chloroformed an FBI agent. She is going to jail. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Wow. Triple Betty. A what triple a season. bats MVP. 
There we go. Guys, thank you so much. As mentioned, we are going to be doing one more episode of this next week. If you'd like to support the show, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll chat with you about Riverdale, even though the season is over. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live and at Riverdale Dark. Also on Instagram at Riverdale After. You can check us out at Comic Book Club Live.com for this podcast and more. Also, subscribe on iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and many more. And we'll see you after dark at Chick's house, which is where the party's <laughs> at. Oh my God. <laughs> after party at Chick's.